We are in part two of our uh, Unexpected Gift series, and this is a Christmas series. And uh, last week, we talked about um, the angel Gabriel coming to uh, two different people. And uh, one was a woman who was uh, past the age of childbearing. And surprise, surprise, they came with the news, you're going to have a child. And then they came to a young uh, teenage girl who wasn't married. And uh, they says, and the angel says, you're going to have a baby as well. And so we talked about uh, some unexpected gifts that come like that. Well, we're going to continue in this series today of unexpected gifts. And we're going to take a, a little bit of a, a different angle on that, and, uh, but we're going to continue with uh, some of the parts of the Christmas story, and uh, so for those of you who don't know what the Christmas story is all about, welcome to America, and, uh, and uh, we'll also we'll go through a little bit of that. But uh, have you ever noticed that this time of the year is just like hectic? It is crazy busy. I mean, you go from party to party to function to different festivities, to going and getting your presents, and uh, to going and wrapping gifts, to decorating the house, and uh, then doing some deep cleaning in the house for all those family uh, uh, relatives and things who are going to come and spend Christmas with you, or you're trying to book your flight so you can go home to your family for Christmas, and then all on top of that, then you've got like your work, and uh, then you, you know your kids are still got activities, you've got school plays, and you've got church productions, and things like that, and everything, and this time of year is just so busy, and I find as soon as Thanksgiving is over, my life kind of kicks into fifth gear. And uh, it's just become so busy all the way up until about January 3rd or something like that. Then you're like, whew, I can relax. And then the next day you get the bank statement from like all what you spent at Christmas. And then you're like, you're not relaxing anymore. But, but anyway, it's a, it's, a, it's a crazy busy time of the year. But what I found, I found so often... It's in those busy times that God surprises us with unexpected gifts. And it's these unexpected gifts that God gives in order for sometimes for us just to sit down, listen, and pay attention to what he is saying, what he is telling us. You know, 2,000 years ago, there was a nation that was busy, busy, busy. And uh, the first Christmas hadn't even happened yet. And so there was no lights, there was no tinsel, there was no Christmas movies, there was no Black Friday, there was no uh, parties, there were no dinner activities, no anything to do with Christmas. But there was a country that was super busy. And the highways were jammed, the horse and car rental trade was like booming, and everybody was going home for a certain time of the year. And this is what happened. You've got your Bibles, you can follow in Luke chapter 2 and verse 1. It says, at that time, and this was following on from last week, Mary and Elizabeth had got pregnant and, you know, they were, they were about, they're about to give birth. Elizabeth had already given birth and Mary was pregnant. And it says, at that time, the Roman Empire, Augustus, decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first sentence, census sentence, I'll say it properly, taken when Cornelius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's uh, ancient home. 
He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiancée, who was now obviously pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her son, a, a child. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. So what happened at this time, the Roman Empire, and the old Roman Empire at this time had wasn't just Rome, wasn't just bits of Europe, and it expanded as far as this region called Judea. And uh, all these Roman soldiers were around, and they were under Roman rule. And now, instead of the people in Jerusalem making the decisions, now it was the Roman Empire in Rome who was making the decisions. So he says, okay, I want to make a census of everybody who's in the Roman Empire to see how, how incredible and good and big we are. And so... He, he decreed a census. Now, it was a little different. Now, we've just had a census. And I don't think I even filled anything out. Is that bad? And I, like, got nothing through the mail or anything like that. And so I'm not even on the list. So, uh, you know, if the FBI come in or anything, I'm not on the list. And, uh, but, no, th- we just had a census. And the census basically was easy. We marked off where we live, you know, how many people are in our family, and, uh, and that was about it, really, wasn't it? There wasn't much to it. You know, what race, what nationality we are. In these days, it was totally different. The census that took place, it wasn't just something from the mail, because there was no mail. It wasn't something through the internet, because there was no internet, no email, no phones. So you had to make the track all the way back to your hometown. And so for me... If I was doing this, I would have to like swim a few thousand miles across an ocean to go back to my ancestral town to say, yep, I'm still alive. I'm still alive and kicking. And so for many of you, you've come from different parts of the country. And if we were taking this type of census right now, you would have to go back to the place that you were born. And so that for most of us, that would probably mean that we would have to do a lot of traveling. And so for Mary and Joseph... They were actually, well, actually, Joseph was from, originally, from the ancestral line of King David, which meant he had to go to a little town called Bethlehem. And at this time, everybody was traveling everywhere, and it was a hectic time. There were family members who were meeting up with distant relatives again, and people were all coming back together. And so what happens when family members get together? You eat. And so people were eating, they were partying, they were having festivities. People who had gone to school together, hadn't seen each other for years, were now getting together and they were partying and they were having all these festivities everywhere. And there was busy, 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 busyness everywhere, all over this little town of Bethlehem. It was kicking, it was alive. And uh, all the people who had made it to the big city and become financial brokers now come back to their little town of Bethlehem. And so Mary and Joseph were a couple who went back and obviously I think, I'm, I'm just reading between the lines, but I got a feeling that Joseph kind of wanted to make it as late as possible. The Bible says his, his fiance was obviously pregnant. And I'm sure for Joseph he would have seen all his family members and friends and they would have been like, did you see Joseph? Did you see what he did to his fiance? You know, I mean, there would have been rumors going around everything. But have you noticed through those busy times, and you may have been one of those people, or you may have had this in your life, that through busy times and through these fun times, everyone's having parties, everybody's having festivities, there's always that group of people who can't partake because they have to work. 
And I remember the first time I ever had to work through Christmas. I was at college, I was working in retail, and, uh, and we had Christmas Day, everybody had that off. But then all my family were in town, and they were all enjoying themselves, and I had to work like the 26th, the 27th, the 28th, and the 29th. I was so mad because I had to work and everybody else was off enjoying themselves. I don't know, maybe some of you, you may have to work through some of your festivities. Maybe you have to work through Thanksgiving. Maybe you have to work through Christmas. And sometimes you're like, I wish I was off. I I, I wish I was enjoying myself. I wish I was with my family and my friends, not at work. Well, there was a group of people at this time, and they were the same. Everybody was enjoying themselves. Everybody was in, their, in the town, having their parties, getting together. But there was a group of people who had to work. And the Bible tells us that there were these shepherds who had to work. The thing is, shepherds look after sheep. And sheep don't care if it's Christmas Day, if it's New Year's Day, if it's Thanksgiving. They want to be fed. They want to be looked after. And, and if you've ever seen sheep or like looked after sheep, I'm sure you haven't, but you know, just in case you have, you know that sheep cannot take care of themselves. Sheep need guiding and you can't take your, your eye off them for one minute. Sounds like a two-year-old, right? And, uh, but you can't take your eye off them at, at all because they need to be looked after. And so for these shepherds, even though everything was going on, they had responsibilities. They couldn't just take the week off. They couldn't just enjoy themselves. And so while the busyness of the season was going on, the shepherds had a day like every other day. It was an average, boring, mundane day of sitting in the fields, watching the sheep eat the grass, toddle off to somewhere else, eat some more grass, one try to jump off a cliff and the the sheepdog coming around rescuing them. It was just an average day like every other day. But I've realized that it's in the, often in the busyness of life and often when things are just average and mundane that God gives us gifts. And so often when we're busy, 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 we miss the best gifts that life has to offer. And I always find around this Christmas season, I always find myself going from one thing to another and I sometimes miss the details that are in life. I see all what's going on, but I miss those little details. And sometimes God is in the details in our lives. And so these guys, these shepherds, they were an average day like anyone else. And this is what happened. In Luke chapter 2 and verse 8, it says, That night, the shepherds were staying in the fields nearby. So they were like working overtime as well, like to top it off. Working in the day and then working at night. They said they were guarding their flocks of sheep. Then suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but an angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby snuggly, wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. 
I believe that God sometimes shows up when everything seems average. You know, in the Bible, there's so many stories of people having an average day and then suddenly having an encounter with God. There was a guy called Moses, and Moses was a shepherd as well. He was guarding his sheep. He was looking after his sheep like every other day. But in the middle of the average, mundane, boring day, suddenly he came face to face with a burning bush. And through that, God spoke and his life was changed forever in an average day. There was a man called Joseph who worked in his father's fields and he worked for his father. And he had a day like every other. He worked, he went, you know, he worked. Go home, eat. And this day he was working, average, mundane. And then suddenly his brothers decided that they didn't like him anymore. And they sold him into slavery. But yet out of that encounter, he became the prime minister of Egypt. But it all happened with an average, mundane day. There was a man called David who eventually became king of Israel. He also was a shepherd. He was guarding his sheep. And one day, on an average, mundane, boring day, a man called Samuel came and anointed him to become the next king. But it happened in an average, mundane, boring day. There was a man called Saul, who walked a road that he had walked hundreds of times before. It was like a daily commute for him. But yet, in his daily commute, suddenly, in the midst of the average, the mundane, the everyday things that go on, a light appeared to him. And out of that light, Jesus spoke to him and transformed his life forever. And then there was some disciples who, in an average, mundane day at work, Jesus came one by one and looked at them and says, I believe in you. Come and follow me. And their lives were radically changed. And the same way that God worked in these people, God worked in these shepherds as well. They were doing an average, mundane, boring old day, but suddenly in the midst of the average, a host of heaven appeared to them. And what happened is the angel of the Lord came to them and says that tonight a baby has been born who will will bring joy to all nations. A savior has been born. And then suddenly, as they said that, the host of heaven, all like angels, came out and started singing in a loud chorus, singing glory to God in the highest and peace on earth, goodwill to all men. And these angels and these shepherds, suddenly in the average, mundane, boring day, their lives suddenly took on a whole new meaning. I mean, could you imagine just being in the, sh- in, in the fields? I don't know, I get spooked, you know, if I'm like, if I'm walking and then someone like says something, I'm like jumpy or something like that. Could you imagine being in these, sh- in, in, in these fields at night and all you, all you hear is like, bah, bah, and, and then suddenly you hear this voice and this bright shining light and it's an angel saying, do not be afraid. I'm like, right, sure, I'm not going to be afraid. But yet, so often, God works in our lives. When it's average, mundane, unexpected. And God comes in unexpected ways. And suddenly when he comes, he comes and our lives are never the same again. It is often in those times we least expect that God rocks our world. 
And at this moment, the shepherds' lives were rocked. You know, I have no idea why God chose these shepherds. They're never mentioned again in the Bible. We don't understand why God chose these shepherds. They weren't special people. They were just average people like you and me doing an average day job. And I wonder if these shepherds had been down in the parties uh, with the festivities, in all the noise and all the busyness. I wonder if they would have noticed that the angels were in heaven and they were praising and glorifying God. I wonder, I don't know, the Bible doesn't say, but I wonder if the angels, even in fact, may have appeared to some other people who were in the town, enjoying themselves, taking on the festivities. But because they were so busy, they may have not even noticed the angels. I don't know. I'm reading between the lines. Maybe, maybe they did, maybe they didn't. But, at the, but these shepherds, they were in the right place at the right time. And sometimes God takes us to a place where we come out of the noise into a quiet place so that we can notice God. And you've got to say, when you're in a quiet place and suddenly the host of heaven appears to you and these angels appear to you, you are going to sit up and you're going to take notice. And these shepherds were in that perfect place at the right time. And I tell you today, never be too busy so that you don't hear God's voice. Never be in a place that you are so busy that you forget or you cannot hear God's voice. Some of us, we go from one thing to another and I'm as guilty as the next man. But it's through that busyness, sometimes we fail to hear God's voice. And so often God is speaking to us. He's wanting to say things to us. And He sometimes has to take us into those quiet places so that we will hear His voice. Never be so busy. And maybe your life at the moment may be average. It may be mundane. It may be a little boring. But you may be just in the right place at the right time for God to bring you an unexpected gift. So these shepherds, they heard from, they heard from the angels. It's not every day that angels stop you in your tracks and tell you something that your nation has been waiting centuries to hear. I mean, they told him that the Messiah has been born. And for these Jewish people, the Messiah meant everything. And so these shepherds, they didn't just hold on to this good news and like Facebook it or Twitter it and say, hey, we can find this good news. They were like, no, we have got to see this thing. We have got to see what this, I mean, if all of heaven is rejoicing, we have to go and see it. And so suddenly, life came, brought on a whole more, a lot more meaning for these shepherds. Suddenly, life was a lot more than just sheep and grass and sheepdogs and their job. Suddenly, life became something else for them. They had to see the Christ themselves. And this is what happened. In, verse, in Luke chapter 2, verse 15, it says, When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Let's see this thing that the Lord has told us about. And so often we have our priorities mixed up. Sometimes it's all about work or it's all about family. It's all about festivities. It's all about our career. It's all about our agenda. 
And so often we put the gifts that God has given us before the very one who gave those gifts to us. And for these shepherds, I think at that point, they may have realized God has given us these sheep. But we cannot put these sheep over God. Because God is the one who has given us these gifts. And sometimes we're just too busy. Sometimes we have too many responsibilities. Sometimes we forget what this whole season is all about. And like I said, I'm as guilty as the next man. But sometimes God is wanting to speak to us. And say something to us. And this is what he wants to say. He says today. In the city of David, a baby has been born. He is the Lord, the Messiah, and he will bring joy to all nations. Forget the gifts, forget the presents, forget the parties and the festivities. Something way better has happened today in the city of Bethlehem. And that is the Savior of your life has been born. You see, these shepherds, they had experienced something. And when you experience something that is of a godly nature, you can't get away from it. And I believe when you have an authentic encounter with Jesus Christ, everything changes. He becomes front and center of your life and everything else becomes the backdrop. He's not just an afterthought. He becomes front and center. You know, when you meet Jesus, he takes your breath away. When you meet Jesus, your life is radically changed. When you meet Jesus, you start to see things in a totally different light. You see, God gives us gifts. And the greatest gift God has ever given us is Jesus Christ. And when we meet him and when we experience him, he takes our breath away. And these shepherds realized that there was something about this little baby and they had to see for themselves. And the Bible tells us they went quickly without hesitation and says, let's go for ourselves and see what this Christ child is all about. You know, back in December 2008, I was a little uh, miffed because my wife and myself, we had planned to go to Florida for Christmas. My in-laws live in Florida. And we, uh, we found out that we couldn't. We ha- both had to work. And so we had to cancel our trip to Florida. And Christmas was kind of blah that year. It wasn't the best. And Raquel then got sick. And so she was like in her bedroom for like days. And so Christmas was just like, you know, I kind of tried to blank it out and forget about it. But December 26th, I was kind of feeling sorry for myself. And I was like, all the family in Florida, I could be in my shorts, I could be Disney World, you know. And instead, I'm in Maryland, and my wife's sick, and I can't stand the side of TV any longer. And so I went into my little office, and I started praying. And for the months before, God had just been doing something in my life and really unsettled me. And I suddenly, for the, I suddenly started praying, and God, it was just like the presence of God just came into that, into that room. I can't explain it. It was just like God was there. And suddenly I cried out to God. I said, God, is this all there is to life? I said, because if this is all there is to life, then I'm not sure if I want it. I'd known God all my life. 
I'd gone to church all my life. I'd been passionate about God. I'd been in ministry. But for the first time in my life, I suddenly, I, I admitted to God I wasn't happy with my life. And God spoke to me that day. I don't know, I can't, like I said, I can't explain how he did. It wasn't like a, an angel. He said, do not be afraid. It wasn't, you know, a, a, a loud audible voice. But something within me, deep within me, suddenly, as soon as I said it, replied, says, no, this isn't all there is to life. And if you want more to life, then you have to give everything to me. And that day, I said, okay, God, I felt, kind of felt sorry for myself, so I was like, okay. A couple of weeks later, I was like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that to God. You know? I mean, who knows what he wants me to do. And I said to God, I said, okay. Whatever you want me to do with life, I will do it because I need to find some sort of meaning in life. And suddenly, God started unsettling me. And I didn't understand it in the beginning. The place I was, he unsettled me. The job I was, he unsettled me. The people I was around, he unsettled me. Some of the things that I thought, that I believed, suddenly started unsettling me. Everything I had seen in church, I suddenly started thinking, I'm just not enjoying this. I don't like this. And suddenly, out of that moment, Generation Church was birthed. And it was a long process of another like two years, 18 months. But through that meeting, that chance meeting with God, my life was radically changed. And it came out of a season in my life where I felt, God, why are you doing this to me? Why is my life like this? And suddenly God took me to a place, and I believe just like the shepherds, they were in the right place at the right time when they could hear God. I wanted to be in Florida in Disney World, but God wanted me in my office on December 26th so I could hear from him. And sometimes in your life, things don't go always according to plan. And it's because God sometimes wants us in a place that he can speak to us, that we can experience him, that he can come in the midst of us and reveal himself to us. And nothing is more important for your life than a meeting with Jesus Christ. 26th of December, 2008, I had a life-changing encounter with Jesus Christ. I'd already been a Christian, but God altered the course of my life. And maybe for you, you've had some of those meetings, also those times, and you've asked God, why? Why am I doing this? Why am I going through this? Why isn't things happening for me? Why isn't my career taking off? Why am am I in this situation? Maybe God is wanting to speak to you, like he did the shepherds. I'm glad the shepherds went and visited Jesus. And so many of us, we've experienced God, and we enjoy it, and we like it, but we stop there. But these shepherds give us a lesson. They didn't just go and meet Jesus. Something happened with them in their life. Their life was changed. Their life took on a different form. They weren't the same. And something happens, incredibly happens when you have a face-to-face encounter with Jesus Christ transformation happens in your life. Your life is never the same. You know, you can tell when somebody is in love. I think you can tell when someone's pregnant. I think you can also tell when someone's met Jesus Christ. There's a glow about them. 
And when you've met Jesus Christ, suddenly this glow comes about you. And these shepherds, a glow came about them. There was like an inner joy that was coming from within them that was wanting to burst at the seams. And this is what happens in Luke chapter 2 and verse, 16, and verse 15. It says, when the angels... Sorry, in verse 16, it says, They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was a baby lying in a manger. After seeing him, the shepherds, listen to this, they told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said about this child. All who heard the shepherds' story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God, for all they had heard and seen, just as the angel had said. Once these shepherds had met Jesus, they couldn't keep it to themselves. They wanted to go and tell the world. They wanted to go and tell their friends, their families, their co-workers, even the stranger on the street, saying, we have met the Messiah, the one who will bring joy to all nations. They wanted to say that their average mundane night had been interrupted by someone who was nothing but average, nothing but boring, nothing but mundane, somebody called Jesus Christ. For these shepherds, it wasn't just an event. It was a life-defining moment. They went back to their work because they had to work. But now, they didn't go back with their heads down thinking, another day at the office. They went back praising and glorifying God for what they had seen. Because their life had a different focus. You see, these average people had had a priceless moment. With the Savior of heaven. Jesus Christ. You see, these shepherds' life had been impacted by Jesus. They'd been on a collision course with Jesus. They didn't expect it. They didn't ask for it. But suddenly Jesus came into their life and impacted their lives like never before. They met Jesus Christ. They collided with the Savior of the world. And they couldn't help but notice that their lives had been changed, affected forever. And for me, it was December 2008 where I collided with God. And God changed my life forever. Some of you, you've had those life-defining moments where God has just come and collided with you. But for some of you, you may have not had those moments. You may have not had those times. And God is coming and He's saying, I want to collide with you. And you may not understand it. It may be a time where it's hard, where it's tough. But I'm doing it so that I can impact your life and change your life and transform your life forever. Because when you meet Jesus, your life is never the same. Suddenly for these shepherds, their life took on meaning. It took on purpose. It took on hope. It took on love. It took on joy. And when you collide with Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, whether in the form of just a little baby in a manger or in the form of a Jesus who died on a cross and rose again and will come once again to this earth sometime as a powerful king, your life suddenly takes on meaning and purpose and hope and love 
and joy. Because Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world. And today, in the city of David, a Savior has been born. Let's pray. God, we thank you today that you collided with us. You impacted our lives, Lord. And when you impacted our lives, God, we had to give some kind of reaction. We couldn't just go on with the average, mundane, boring life that sometimes we lead. And God, when you came, you came to bring excitement, to bring joy, to bring hope to our lives. God, and we thank you, Lord, that you collided with these shepherds. But God, I pray and I ask, Lord, today that you will collide with us like heaven and earth colliding together in an unexpected way that will change our lives and transform our lives and bring definition to our lives and bring hope and bring meaning and purpose and bring joy and fill those voids that are in our hearts. So God, that we will not cry out and say, God, is this all there is to life? But we will cry out and we will say, glory to God in the highest. Because of what you've done in our lives. We ask you today, Lord. Amen.